That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Welcome, everybody, to the Jobber Knocker Podcast. As always, is Nestlemania. Alongside for the ride is a man who is not allowed in my mansion, however, still breaks in and draws pictures of my family, JC. Welcome. I'm not a very good artist in Nestlemania, but that doesn't mean I'm not happy today, because today is a happy and joyous day, because we're bringing back birthdays with JC. Happy birthday to Happy Corbin today in WrestleMania. I know this was your former favorite segment in Jobberknocker history, so I figured on this happy, joyous, super happy day, we would bring back hashtag birthdays with JC. So happy birthday to you there. Happy Corbin. You are an absolute stud, and I hope you have some big pieces of meat today. I got to tell you, if you're not following Happy Corbin on Instagram, when he beats that meat, eats that meat, flies that meat, whatever meat he's doing, I mean, I'm just, I am so excited to watch him with that meat. It is like, it is so, like, the way he does the thing is just, it's just so good. The way he beats his meat, The way he beats his meat. The way he prepares his meat, the way he, so here's the thing, as a hypochondriac, as somebody that needs to wash their hands constantly, watching him handle his meat with gloves on, perfect. Perfect. I would. I would love to be with him while he does that. Uh, it just anyway, slides slides all over it, right? Just so well, you know. no, because because you're, when you're preparing the meat, we're not even talking about wrestling. But when you're preparing the meat, it's good, right? You get a little bit of the you know, the spices, the yeah, a couple stuff. pumps on yeah, that, you, you know, know, throw on your gloves, and you just dim. start like slapping away. Yeah, 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 dim the lighting. Make sure you got the right lighting for cooking and all that stuff. You know, it's great. Anyway, we've got a lot of wrestling to talk about, folks. Enough about the beating the meat. I am excited because we have a lot to get to this week, JC. There's a lot of positive and negative. But there's a lot to talk about. Shoosh, please. Nestlemania. I've always loved Chad Gable. You've known that. Forever and ever. Whether it was in NXT in his tag teams or main roster in his tag teams. Shorty G, which I still wish I was for Halloween because I love that outfit. Chad Gable is an absolute stud. And this week, more than ever, he has really become like what that Dolph Ziggler type role, as I like to call it, has been. Where it's just like, you send Chad Gable out there and he gets that crowd fucking fired up, rumbling and tumbling. He did it on SmackDown. He did it on Raw. You know why I loved it on SmackDown? Because he had that crowd in the palm of his hands and just lubing him up. For the big explosion, we're talking about a lot of lube today. Roar! This segment, it was my probably my favorite part of SmackDown. Um, I just like, man, you know I love Braun. You know I love Gable. They've had good stuff in the past, but but the Gable comment that got me the best. So he's like, Braun stuck his stupid hands in our business. Just like all the hands puns were so good. And of course, Braun came out and absolutely uh, smash, 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 which we love to see. But, you know, it was great. It's great to see the Alpha Academy all over my TV this week. I was so surprised that he was there on SmackDown. I mean, I knew they said Braun was going to show up. So clearly when I saw that, I went, okay, they're spoiling it. That's whatever. It's great. He got train wrecked because he's he's Braun and he, he you know, he does whatever he wants. But on Monday, I was really into the Gable-Gargano match. Mm. I, so here's the thing. I appreciated the theory promo beforehand being like, I, I have my hands tied, but I have somebody that will help me. Shoosh, Johnny, Johnny wrestling. Like, I just, I just love that, like, you could beat me. You know, like, he's just so good at trying to make people hate him. With his number one guy, his protege. Uh, Otis, who, you know, took a little bit of a barrel spill on Friday. Mwah! I yeah. love when he kissed him on the head. Mwah! He always does like the little afterwards, like a oh, mom. Yeah. Like he just, I love my Otis so much. Um, but the match was great. Uh, Johnny wrestling uh, at, with the big victory, big dub. Uh, of course, our boy TJ, uh, 30 seconds into this program, I have to make fun of him, was probably sitting there going, yay, Johnny Gargano. You know, but uh, good outing for Johnny. Uh, you know, could wrestle. We already knew that, but he was wrestling the uh, the wrestles, wrestle style. Like, he was really wrestling. He wasn't just pro wrestling. He was, like, wrestling, wrestling. 
Oh, yeah, um, and you know Gable's, like, appetite was up for this. I mean, this guy, he's been a workhorse for them pretty much the whole year, but even more so, it's like, I mean, Vince was rolling him out there every week, but Triple H is doing the same thing. He's like, you know what? I need a good wrestling match. Shoosh, please. Send in the hating Chad, and he gets the job done. I mean, honestly, I don't think he gets enough credit. I mean, we're, yeah, we're going to no, probably say, we're gonna say a lot about Gargano, I'm sure, going forward, but I think the utility player that is Chad is great. Like, he just... He knows exactly what to do. He took liberties, you know, like he punched him pretty hard. He mm-hmm. did a lot of great stuff that wasn't very much Gable uh, amateur wrestling. And he like, you know, he went to town on on Gargano. And it was a fantastic back and forth. They got a ton of time. So that was a great wrestling match. That might have been one of the best matches of the week, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we can probably debate what the next one was, even though we were going to have to. Hey, oh. you know what? I, I, I This was the best singles match of the week. I absolutely love this match. But Nestlemania. This might be a first time ever in Jobberknocker history where the JC match of the week this week, it happened on SmackDown, and it was a six-man tag Imperium. Who uh, They had their music changed up a little bit where it starts with the old theme and then goes into the new theme, which I don't mind that. I like. You give the little nod. Uh, but obviously taking on the Brawling Brutes, like, I thought this was a regular tag match, but then I saw Gunther and Sheamus involved. I'm like, oh, it is a six-way. So you know I love Ludwig. You know I love Vinci. You know I love Butch. Um, and I definitely don't get enough credit, Doc. You're absolutely right about that. Oh, Jesus. But okay, WrestleMania, you cannot deny that this six-man tag was super hot fire. And the best part of it to me was that Vinci got the pin in his uh, SmackDown debut. I, there is something special about Imperium. There's something special about the Brawling Brutes. But what's really special about this entire thing is the Sheamus factor. Like, I I knew he was a great heel. Great heel. Like, one of the best. Bad, like, we, we talk about in a top 10, he might be number one in moveset ever. He just has a very specific moveset. No one duplicates it. It's a Sheamus moveset. Very good three-dimensional character, obviously. Paints, like, you know, bright colors. But... Man, did that crowd just eat him up for the hot tag or want him to get in against, you know, I was going to call him Walter, Gunther, and, uh, you know, get in there and beat the crap out of him. It seems like he's the only one, right? Like, it seems like he's the only one that can really take on the massive Gunther. But he can't get the job done. Obviously, Imperium wins. When I watched this, I felt like, are we done? Is this going to continue? Are we going to get some wins from the Brutes? I mean, we. I think I'm getting to a point here where it's like, I don't mind seeing more of it. I don't want to see six-man tags all the time. I get why they did it here. I don't know. What, are your what I like about this is I, I do think they're going to probably do a Gunther Sheamus rematch of some kind because the match was so successful, whether it's at Extreme Rules or on a SmackDown. I bet you they will just because like I feel like people will still eat it up. It's a rerun that wouldn't get old. But what I really love about this, and especially with like the Imperium reuniting, is like, the look at all the tag teams they're building, especially on SmackDown, as people for the Usos to potentially face. Because, I mean, obviously, they're still going back and forth with the Profits. It's never-ending. But it's like they're building the Vikings. You now have Imperium. You also have the Brawling Brutes. You have new tag teams like the Hit Rows of the world who have come back. It's like they're literally building, like, all these new contenders and just making a division that we've always kind of shit on for not being that deep and kind of giving it a lot of depth across the board. Plus, you still already have the Alpha Academy, the New Day's hanging around, Los Lothar. The male models actually uh, wrestle a little bit now. So there's plenty of tag teams to go around. And you know me as a big tag team lover. Uh, it's exciting to have this because it's just it's it's something different on the show. It's something that makes sense. And it's just so much fun to see all these teams. And man, when the Imperium and Usos, I don't know if they've ever faced off, if the Usos ever dropped on NXT and faced them. I don't think so. I know they've done a couple times, but I don't think they faced Imperium. But I'm already getting hot thinking about that match, baby. Because my boys Ludwig and Vinci can go. No, look, I mean, I don't like the six-man tag idea, but, I mean, I really do love the tag team division. I think it's great. I do definitely think they need to split the tag belts. They need to split, as we talked about, the tribal cut. So it's it gets to a point where you're like, okay, all these teams are here. Now what? Right? Like, we're going to get Sammy and KO, right? We're going to get that as a hodgepodge tag team. So that smells like Raw. You know what I mean? You just send them over to Raw and be the Raw tag champs. The Usos are still great. So it's just, it's odd to me where we're just kind of in this holding pattern where, like, have the tag team titles been defended anytime? Like in the last, they, I mean, they, the, weeks, the last weeks? defense might have been against um, the profits, I think. But the Usos are on TV every week, sure, so they're like 
That's why I don't have the bigger issue with them because I kind of like always want to see the idea of like there being one set of tag belts and the teams kind of going to both. And like, yeah, sure, maybe they should defend them in the short term. But I feel like long term, like they've been taking those things everywhere. They've been on both shows. They've been defending them. They not only have been defending those tag titles, though, they also have to fucking defend their cousin's name when he's not there, when he's out there cucking. So like they're carrying more than just the tag belts. And that's why to me, it's like the Usos deserve so much credit and why I will never refer to them as cucks with holding all the gold because I think they've done what you're supposed to do they've gone on both shows they've traveled they've missed so few shows at this point that i think it's 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 been a very successful reign and that's why for me like i don't really like i'm not rushing for their reign to end because i think like they are when you look at the tag teams in wwe they really do still feel like the alpha but it is finally getting to a point now where it's like okay i'm finally seeing more teams that like could the profits take it up absolutely i know that we know new day is capable they're kind of cool right now viking raiders i don't know but a team like imperium's exciting obviously we know the ko sammy's what we're hoping and dreaming for but it's just nice that we have options so i don't put the Usos in the same category of Roman in terms of cucks. That's my way. But I do want them to split them down the line. But I think in the short term, hell, if even if we wait till like the new year, I don't mind that at all with them because they've done what they had to do. And there's so much interesting around them with Solo now and with Sammy and this and that. It's like there's a lot going on. So they're still a very good part of the show every time. Let me ask you this very quickly. Gun to your head. Top three tag teams you want to see become tag champions after the Usos go. Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. Imperium and the Street Profits. Why the Street Profits? I feel like that's the one we're that so, I don't care about. We're so fucking good. I think the reason why I don't care about it is you're probably fatigued by it. I it's always seen. But like when I look at the tag teams of WWE, man, the Street Profits are so fucking good. And whenever they're on my TV, they're fucking electric. People try to split them up and they even get better as a tag team with the more this talk because not only is Montez raising his game under the pressure, Dawkins is raising his game tenfold under the pressure and they're already so good. I haven't seen them have a bad match with anyone. So, they have to be on my list, but the reason why they're not one or two is because we have seen so much of them. But for me, it's like it's on the short list, like they have to be on it. Okay, that's fair. I, I agree with everything but the Street Profits. I would, I would, so who would be the third? I would honestly, I think the Viking Raiders need it. I think the Viking Raiders need to they have gotta do something though because you care when they're on TV. No, but the New Day was great, but like, I don't give a fuck about that. No, but them here's right the now. thing like, I just, I'm so just very much trying to think outside of the box of like what, who the tag teams are brand new that I'm, or not brand new, but they have a fresh coat of paint, I guess. But I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, like the Viking Raiders haven't really lost very much. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, that's where the build is, right? But who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? You know what's another tag team that could be interesting, and they have some options there, is uh, I'm going to flip over to Raw. It's okay. uh, Nestle. It's the Judgment Day. The Judgment Day, like, are, like, half a Raw at this point. They have been. Um, I know, like, that Dom promo has led to some incredible memes, but it's, like, I just like their trend. He's obviously, like, he needs a lot of work in terms of promo and everything. Like, he's not there. But I do love the aesthetics of that and how they were doing it, where it was like kind of the floating head. And then Rhea's face kind of pops in. The look of him with Rhea just like behind him, always lurking, like kind of like puppeteering, pulling the strings, it's fascinating. And it's interesting. It's something so different. And it's absolutely something Dom needs. But I do like that the message that they're giving of him being like, I just kind of followed you around, Dad. You never really listened to me, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of like that Ray, even though his son's turned on him, like he's still trying to defend him, trying to stop Edge. And they obviously, it looks like they probably wrote off Edge off TV for a little bit. So we probably won't see him probably till Survivor Series when I'm expecting maybe a five person judgment team versus team like super team, which we're looking right now. It's probably Ray edge and riddle and they'll probably add two more there, but I don't know. Nestle, something about it. I love heel Finn Balor. So I've been digging that. So there's a lot of things about this that aren't perfect and that like need work. And they are definitely like very overexposed. So there's more opportunity for them to kind of falter. But I think overall, like I'm still very intrigued because this Dom factor to man, it's just like, it's so interesting because I've been waiting to see if this kid had, more depth than just like Buika Buika follow daddy. I, I I was uh ready to just burst because there was so much judgment day on my television throughout the entire night. Like I I'm sorry, I can't go any longer without doing this. I mean it was uncomfortable, but he was like flaring his nostrils and being like <sighs> He might as well have been in the back of a closet peeping in and looking in someone. It was just, 
He was doing this weird thing where it was just like, he was breathing heavy like a pug. I agree 100%. Dom does not have better hair than me, by the way. Uh, I don't know, man. So that, mullet, that mullet's pretty sweet. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I'm growing my hair out for a family picture because she wants me to go get a haircut. But look at this. Ready? Look at this mane. All right, it's getting there, right? But look at the back. The back could be almost mullety. So it's getting there. If you shave the sides, after you do the picture, if you shave the sides and have like a Dom cut, I would be a, I, that'd be great. That'd be a great visual for the podcast. Uh, here's the thing. I, I love my family too much to put them through that terrible haircut. I just, I you know, here's, what, here's what you do. Here's what you do. So you, you do the photo and then you kind of like shave the sides yourself on a Tuesday morning. You come in, you do the podcast and you just have a haircut Wednesday morning. So you, 24 you, you, hours. You, you just think I randomly have time to just get a haircut. Like, come on, come on. You, I mean, come on. You, you just pick some, a little bit of time, you know, hashtag pug nestle. Thanks. Thanks doc. Thanks, Doc, you jerk. Pug nestle. Give me a, I have a cute face. Pugs are cute, too, by the way. Just FYI. But anyway, there's a lot of Dom here. That package with the breathing very heavy, you know, it was it was weird. I appreciate it. It was, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But uh, after that, it was like Dom not talking. Rhea says Poppy knows best. You know, like, I love that portion of it. Uh, the match. The match upset me, and here's why. Which one? The ending. The ending Dom of Edge? The Dom Edge. It yeah, it's a me. raw man event. I know, it's a DQ. It's a DQ. I, I get it. I get it. It's a DQ. However, why couldn't we have, just just, just go with me on this, why couldn't we have Rey Mysterio interject himself and somehow struggle with Edge and cost Edge? Dom win? Dom win. By his edge? father's help, because then it's a, you get the heat on Dom, but you also got heat because now it's Edge and Ray being like, what the fuck? And Judgment Day looks like studs because now there's infighting with Edge and Mysterio and Dom finally picks up a victory. I don't even know what his last single well, victory I was. Gonna, well, I was going to say, I like, because when is the last time we've seen Edge lose? Because right. I feel like it's kind of one of those things they're kind of saving it. So when it does happen, it's a big deal. Because even at Clash in the Castle, like they won, like it doesn't mean the Dom stuff happened after. And like here was, I think it was kind of like to let Edge win by DQ, DQ and then let the Judgment Day stand tall and write him off. So it feels like they're saving it for something. Because literally, I agree with you. I would have loved to see Dom pin Edge. I think it would have been a cool visual. But I can't remember the last time Edge actually lost. I think, honestly, the last time he lost, I'm trying to think of everybody he's wrestled. It has to be before the Royal Rumble, because like I can't even remember what he did. I, it's yeah, like, I, I honestly I can't. Remember. I'm trying to go through my head quickly, and I can't I mean, if remember. If you go to the Internet Wrestling Database, I can't do it right now. Because he I mean, beat Priest, right? Yeah, he beat Priest, but before he's beaten that, Finn AJ when he's Styles, faced him. He beat AJ Styles, right? That was before. That was the Judgment Day beginning. Uh, yeah, he so beat, I, he I, beat uh, Miz and and Maurice in that great ta yeah. tag match. So before that, it was like he just doesn't lose. And, and so I, don't, I don't mind that because I think it kind of builds it up, but it's just like, I think this would have been a cool spot, but it makes me feel like that down the line, there's going to be a big moment where he does lay down for someone. He needs to lay down for somebody soon. He will. His, I don't know if it's soon. I don't think we're going to see him anytime soon. I think it won't be till November. I just, like, it's one of those things. I just part-time, they write him off. He comes back for Survivor Series to a fucking big pop, you know? So. On his day. Uh, yeah, but I just, it's hard because here's the thing. If you keep racking up wins... Theoretically, right? You keep racking up wins. You should be going after a championship, in theory. May, may, okay, so how about this? Because I think it's one of those things. I always look at the Royal Rumble as a good place where you have a good feud, but the champion wins. And you, this way, like, Edge doesn't have to be in the Rumble. Maybe you do Roman Edge at the Rumble. You let them have this match. You give him, a, like, a tease the moment. But he wins, and then this is just like, I mean, I know Roman's already notched him in the belt, but right. I don't think he has in singles because it was a triple threat with Debray, so. He had one at Money in the Bank, I believe. After was it that. a singles? Yes, yes. Was it? Okay. Yeah. But it's one of those things, like, if you feel like you have to, I think the Royal Rumble could be a good spot. Because we're looking at it, it's like, I mean, Roman isn't defending Extreme Rules, so maybe he defends that Survivor Series if there, he isn't part of a Bloodline tag match. If not, you're looking at maybe day one, Royal Rumble, and then WrestleMania probably, so... I'm just, I'm fatigued by all of it. I think that's kind of the issue. Yeah, I still think it'll be Roman Seth at, at uh, Royal Rumble, but we'll see. Okay, well, that's fair. That's fair. I just I'm looking through the internet wrestling database. He legitimately I don't think has lost like, since Roman. Like I'm 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 looking. The last loss he has is on a Friday night SmackDown at Madison Square Garden with Seth Rollins last year. Mm, I almost remember. To the, yeah, that was almost, a... almost to the date. Okay. 
almost to the date. He's been undefeated for a year, essentially. So there you go. There you go. He's a- I don't, but here's, here's my issue with that, right? Like, are we going to get something or is he just going to win? No, no, he will. He will. He will. I mean, we, we know he has less than a year left. So it's like, you expect most of the time he's around, they're going to want to make the crowd happy, but there is going to be a moment where he takes a big one. Okay. I, will. I, 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 I will take your word for it. I trust, yeah. I trust your judgment. Dad. And I hope it's Dom, honestly, because of the way the storyline works, like it'd be great, you know? So we'll see. Well, we'll see if Dom gets a big dub. I don't know. I, I, here's the thing. I'm interested in where we go with Dom. He wore the T-shirt, so now my my theory is wrong. It's, I thought it was an inside job. Clearly, I'm wrong about that. But the pug visual of him like breathing heavy. I hope that's a thing they continue to play up. I have I have feelings that Dom won't be able to do much more. You know, like he's he is what he is. Well, it's one of those things like he's, I mean, the kid's like what 20, 24, 25. Yeah, he's a fucking baby. So. He's, he's not going to get worse. He's just going to get better. So even if, like, you think he stinks now, like, he's only going to get better. And finally putting him in this new role, like, it gives him more of a chance to show growth. Because he's pretty much been doing the same thing since he's been around, you know? And, like, following his dad around is great because not only it protects him on one side, but it also holds him back a little. This is the first time where it feels like he can kind of spread his own wings and be his own thing. So it's a great opportunity for him to grow and a great time for him to fail and learn from it. Cause that's part of it with all young people. And no matter what you're doing with this wrestling or anything else, like you have to fail a few times so you can figure it out. So we're finally going to, he's finally going to get that chance. Cause I feel like he has been very coddled the last couple of years. Oh, coddled is exactly how he was brought into this business. But the other thing I want to say very quickly was you made a great point about him kind of like doing all this stuff. But let me ask you from a visual standpoint, from a, from a storytelling standpoint, JC, do you feel like a lot of it on Monday was just like, Blah! It was just like so much. Like they could have like spaced it out a little bit more. Well, they, they like I said, like they dom- they dominated the show. Like it's one of those things. Just like that is like I don't I understand it because this felt like a big like page. Like it was like the big thing or like Dom's turn. This was the first week where it really was like a focus, and it was the match with Edge. But you also wanted like Finn and Priest to be able to do these things, and you kind of laid some groundwork with Riddle. So yeah, it's I mean you're gonna see this if you have a big faction like this, especially that in the men's the women's and the tag division like they're going to dominate a show in a way if you get everyone on but i do think like yeah you do have to be careful because in raw all the time we get the overexposed things usually with the champion we don't have one right now so that is the fear but i think with edge now written off tv like it's one less big thing that they have to focus on so i think it'll be like a little more not as in our face but i thought this was a big tentpole week for them so here's a very quick thing uh, our boy the, the doc says he doesn't think dom has it now, JC is going to defend that by saying some people don't need to have it. They just play role players. I would assume that's what you're going to say. No, because I think I think that just given what he is, I think he could. I just don't think like because we I think we've seen pieces of it in terms of his ability. The character, though, is the character right. is where he's way behind. Yeah. And I think part of it is that he's never going to chance. Like we, we talk about all the time, WrestleMania, especially like. How many people start their careers at baby faces and people think they're lame? And then the minute they turn here, you're like, holy shit, this person has range. It happens all the time. So now finally it's his time to experiment. We'll see how he does with it. He has a chance to finally be something different. And that's what's uh, interesting to me because I'm not going to look at a 24-year-old, especially in wrestling where we look at like the median age of a lot of these guys are like mid-30s. He's over a decade away from that, which means he has over a decade before he could be like at the focal point of where a lot of people are in these careers. So it's uh, it's it's hard for me to just do it. But I, I mean, it's you know what? He has a tougher road than most people because his name is Mysterio. So he's always going to be compared to dad. He's one of the most beloved people ever. So we'll see. I just don't think Big Papa Pug can be a successful. <laughs> I mean, but look at a pug. Pugs look like heels. So I love it. I love it. I look. I hear- Papa, if you bark me. I fucking love that. I So here's the other thing, too, very quickly. Uh, it's odd to me that they spent this much time on a DQ. Like it was like seven segments, right? And then a DQ finish, which again, Ray and Balor. Or was it? No, it wasn't Rainbow. Riddle, 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 Riddle and Balor. They always have banners. That yeah. was awesome. Like they yeah. came out. Like so, we we're burying the lead here. Seth Rollins comes out doing his oh, I need to get that purple jacket and the pants. Uh, and no shirt. You know, if I had Lashley him. thought it sucked. I don't know. Well, Lashley has fashion sense with his too, glasses. So, yeah. I love Lashley. He's a man. Dude, I, if I was Seth Rollins, I'd be like, Do you even need those glasses? But that's beside the point. Uh, he doesn't need them either. But they did that whole thing where it's like Riddle's done. I mean, uh, Rollins is done with Riddle. Riddle's not done with Rollins. They brawl, they brawl, they brawl. He runs away. Here comes the Judgment Day. Hey, we want to recruit you. 
doesn't happen. We have this fantastic match. Obviously, I was shocked, shocked that Finn Balor actually won a match. It seems like... When's the, but here's the other thing, other side of the coin. When's the last time Riddle won a match? I don't think he's won a match since he lost to Roman. Like, they're doing... I think they're, they're breaking him down right now as part of it. And, like, here's the thing. This is why I think this is really good. Like, Seth doing his own thing next week with Lashley. Obviously, Riddle's probably going to get involved, but, like, we're probably getting a Riddle-Rollins rematch at Extreme Rules with some sort of stipulation. So for this not to get stale, you kind of got to dabble things in other places. So you dabble Riddle in the Judgment Day so he can play with, like, Finn and Priest or possibly Dom and Rhea while you dabble Seth in a title picture and you get people all boned up and you give us a Seth-Bobby match, which will be exciting. So they're doing a good job here, I think, of just, like, because we talk about this all the time in WWE. How often is it's like, okay, it's this person and this person. And it's going to be three months with nothing but interacting with that person. That shit gets so old. So by doing this, it's like you're kind of like you're not fully breaking them apart because they're going to be connected till it's concluded. But you're kind of spacing them out and creating more branches. So it's just more interest level. Sure. And I will go back to what you said. Uh, he the only thing he's won on television, by the way, I'm Riddle had won that battle royal in June. So there you go. That's the last time he's had a victory on television. What did that battle royal get him? I think he got a shot at either Roman's championship. Oh, okay, so that was the lead-in. So he hasn't won since he lost to Roman. Yeah, okay. I don't. Think that's, that's what I thought. That money in the bank because that, that did. That was his. Because remember, he beat, Roman. Yeah, he, he he had beaten Champa in June, uh, previously. So yeah, uh, you know. Something had happened there, but other than that, like that's what it says here. I, I, I yeah, think that's so they're, they're definitely breaking him down until Randy comes back. So that's I fine. I just, I, the, so I, I really enjoyed the match. I, again, Judgment Day to me seems like the job squad for a while. Now we're getting like an actual, like they're dominating the show, no pun intended with the Dom thing, but uh, I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm curious to see if there's like a love interest with Rhea Ripley or if there's like a, a cucking involved or anything, you know, like something weird and new agey. Uh, I guess in the way that I could say that Poppy knows. So anyway, anything else you want to talk about that's very special to you in the shine? I mean, we got to talk about KO. I mean, this guy, every week he's in the shine because he's an absolute stud. Since Triple H has come back, they're just like, he's like, you know what, Kev? I'm going to do what made you fucking a fan favorite in the first place. We're going to fucking just do that. And him and Theory are like the perfect match because Theory's one of those things like KO's trying to give this kid advice because, you know, KO's seen a lot. He's an established veteran, guy who's been successful, who's done the things Theory wants to do. But the best part about Theory is he plays that spoiled brat, fucking give it everything kid, where it's like Chaos having this passionate speech, and Theory just goes like, you're fat and ugly. I'm sexy. All these people suck. I'm the man. It's just it's not getting through his skull. And it's just like, it's why there's such a good dynamic. And like Theory just like, I mean, you want to talk about having it. I think the kid has it. He's an absolute stud. I really want him to be successful when he cashes in because I think it'll be a cool moment. It'll make people so fucking mad no matter who he does it on and when he does it. So it's just like it's – he's interested. And him and KO next week are probably going to have a burner because, you know, they both can go there. I think they wrestled recently as well, and it was pretty good. So, I mean, this just like – this segment was great. Like KO, we know he's a master on the mic, man, and he proves it every week. It was a very passionate speech. I loved it. The only problem I had with it was – We've kind of already seen them fight. So I'm confused on where Theory is going, right? Like if KO's is, is feud, that's fine. Is it for the briefcase? Is it not for the briefcase? He was kind of making People fun of Johnny Gargano. People need to Gargano. get that shit out of his head, man. Okay, but here, here's the thing. Like, Theory's going to put the briefcase on the line. Why would he fucking right. do that? It's dumb. I know. I tend to agree with you. I'm just saying KO is a great feud, but the passionate speech to me was like, okay, great. That was awesome. And then they started brawling for some odd reason. It was just like, it was like, okay, it was a segment. But then they kept throwing out Johnny Gargano's name. So it's like. Yeah, because Theory's feuding with Gargano. He's feuding with Gargano. Now, well, here's the thing about Theory, Nestlemania. What have we talked about? This motherfucker's had like six feuds at once since he won the briefcase. Like, he was feuding with like five different people. Like, that's just what he does. No one fucking likes him. He's a spoiled brat. He acts like a little bitch. He pisses everyone off. So, as far as I'm concerned, everyone on the roster is feuding with Theory. His main one, yeah, I think him and Gargano are probably going to have the big payoff. But in the short term, it's like KO's just kind of out there waiting for Roman to stop being a cuck so he can take him on again. So, in the short term, it's like, you know what? This fucking kid's running his mouth. I'm going to beat him up because here's the thing. We talked about it. Theory can lose every match that cashes in. doesn't matter. Where KO needs some nice wins, so it works out nicely. KO beats Theory. Theory goes on to Gargano. Maybe KO sees Roman when he comes back at Survivor Series. Who knows? Do you want anybody besides Cody to derail Roman Reigns? Because is KO, if KO's the guy, does that make it less special? 
Cody's one, KO's two. Really? Okay. I did not expect that from you. I thought that it's KO, uh, sorry, uh, Cody or Bust for you. So. No. Okay. No, that's fine. I so I, I want to see Theory beat him. Honestly, because I think. I want Theory to ruin the moment of whoever beats Roman. Okay. That's so. fair. That's fair. So I guess like we kind of, in a way, like we want it to happen at the same time. I just, but like, I just think that there's know. like, if the fact that if Roman Reigns has a shirt that says acknowledge daddy. You know what I mean? And they made a joke about his daddy being gone. I would like to see, you know, at, after him cashing in and being like, who's the daddy now? Like, I could see his face doing that with his head bob and the whole stupid fucking thing. It's just like, there's something about him. It's just like, God damn it. That punchable face. That He better fucking win everything. I, He's so great. I love it. Speaking of which, wanna, uh, from one punchable face to another, The Miz has a segment. Uh, in his mansion, the uh, I think he calls it uh, Ms. Maurice. Manor Marmiz. Manor Marmiz. That's hard to Manor say. Manor Marmiz. Manor Marmiz. Yeah, it's Maurice and Miz. It's pretty simple to it's say. It's a little actually. too much French for me. It's re- it's not French at all. Manor. Yeah. Manor? You don't know what a manor is? No, I know what manor is. I'm just it's saying. Manor it's Manor Marmiz. Anyway, she's It's French. not Monsoir. Masse. Mame. Mame. Uh, anyway, moving on. So he cuts this. He cuts this uh, promo where they don't talk about that guy. Uh, you see him leave, and then of course you kind of see him outside for a split second. Gets in his car, drives away, and then there's Dexter looming in the uh, in the room with his uh, little drawing of his of the Miz family. All I can think about was, God damn, is this going to be fun? Like I, I just love the idea of watching the Miz crumble. I, I don't know what it is. He's a great actor in terms of like the wrestling realm, not necessarily an Academy Award winner. No, he's not a great actor. He's great, but I will say, and by the way, Bertsky, I have, I come on, Nestle, watch Miz and Marie. They put Manor Mar Miz on the screen every fucking time they go to their house. I, listen, I don't pay attention to things. I miss entrances. I would probably fast forward montages in reality shows. You know what I mean? So give me a break. But anyway, uh, right. Yes, I am excited to see where this goes with Dexter Loomis. I feel like there's going to be some like uh, Stockholm syndrome where they become some weird tag team together. Uh, I just I I don't think they're gonna let Dexter Loomis kidnap a kid. That seems stupid. Uh, even though they made a joke of it in commentary, very odd, he, Cody. They should, uh, Cody. He should kidnap Mrs. Dad and Maurice's mom. Nobody will miss Mrs. Dad. <laughs> no, but it'd just be funny because he'd act like such an idiot while he's in the segment. Yeah, because you can see Mrs. Dad Loomis- doing this. With the even, Dexter, even Dexter will be like, the oh, fuck, this guy's more fucked up than me. You know what, Doc? My wrestling take stinks. Listen, you know what stinks is you. You stink at everything you do in life, sir. You big cartoon. You just you you, you look like you just look like a cartoon to me. You yabba dabba bitch. Uh, look, yabba dabba bitch. Yeah. Wow. He's like Fred Flintstone. He, I was gonna say he's a Flintstone. Yeah. You see him walk around. He's like an ogre. It's fine. Wow. Yeah. He's, yeah, he that, Doc. He's going to come on my program to start with me. I, I'm going to start shit with you. That's how it's going to go. <sighs> oh, anyway, uh, switching gears, anything else? Uh, in the shine, no. Okay. All right. That's fine. Uh, by the way. The, what, do you have anything? No, 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 no. We're going to get into the heat, baby. That's where we're going. Psh, get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. There's a lot to talk about, JC. There's a lot there to is. talk about here. Where would you like to start? Well, you know, um... I guess I could go to SmackDown. There was an eight-man eight tag, so go fuck yourself. Uh, with the mm-mm-mm boys and uh, yeah, Hit Row and Profits, it was a thing. I know the only reason you were watching was for Maxine. We get that. That's a JC she woman. She is so fucking hot. I, the minute <laughs> when I, she wears like the white outfits, I'm just like, oh, my uh, God. Every time she comes on the screen, I think of you. That's I just bad. like, it's one of those things, like, I just, I try, I like, it's one of those things where like, I'm enjoying it. I'm like, oh yeah, here I was doing their thing. And they show just Maxine. And I'm just like. It's a down, it's a, it's a Dan Housen like trance when you watch her. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's amazing. Like no wonder the Von Wagen is dead. The Von Wagen is not dead. By the way, you can vote for Von Wagner if we want to talk about that later tonight when he takes on and beats Carmelo Hayes, which is not going to happen. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be Wesley. But if it, hold on. If, if it's Von Wagner. Then we know the vote is rigged yeah. because no one besides no. you votes for Von Wagner. I could, I could be hitting for that enter button. Maybe Joe Gacy gets a vote from a couple people he's like hypnotized. I'm going to hit that, that button 150,000 times so he beats him because there's, 
so many marks out there that are going to end up loving the idea of Wesley versus Carmelo Hayes. Hey, maybe your boy Robert Stone's paying people to oh vote for Oh my god, him, I hate so. but I get rid of Stone. Just give me the wagon. Just fucking give me the wagon. No, he needs a manager, and unfortunately, no, his hot, needed, his hot he manager. He needed went Maxine. Up. He needed Maxine. Yeah, and she's like, she she went to model. So she went to go model. Good for her. Good, good for luck. her. But here's that promo was so funny. <laughs> here's the thing. I don't want to. He. It's not the same category, but there's like an adjacent category to Braun Strowman when I watch Wagner. Where I just go like, you did not just compare. Hold on, I just said adjacent. I just said adjacent of all time. I just said adjacent. It's a similar Uh. thing where you watch him and you just kind of want to laugh. Like Braun makes you laugh. He's just this big blah. You know what I mean? Like when I watch the wagon, I'm just thinking to myself, this is this is great. This is fucking great. But anyway, uh, I am curious. uh, In a backstage exclusive, JC, uh, your boy um, Max Dupree said we have to go through the day to become night. So how do you feel about this? Where do you think they're really going? Or are they just saying it to pop a little bit of the YouTube views? No, he's going to be LA Knight. It's just, okay. well, here's the thing. Like what we've learned, uh, like the Triple H era, is that eventually he's going to give you what they what you want. It's probably, they're going to make it part of the storyline, which is good. But the whole reason of having, even though Vince was the one who made this decision, the whole reason of bringing in Maxine was for her eventually to be the only one in charge so that Max could go off and do his own thing. Like whether it was for different reasons before, like it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, I really like the Max Dupree character. So I, I like that they're kind of milking it a little bit before they break it up. I like that the Lotharios are involved, but it just, he's going to be LA night again. It makes a lot of sense. And when he does, the crowd's going to pop and short term, it's going to be great. We'll see what it does long term. I think he has staying power uh, for sure, but you know, we'll see. But I think it's, they're definitely going in that direction. I just don't know if leaving the maximum male models with Maxine is going to last because I'm, I was real when it first happened, I was really into it and I'm glad they're wrestling. I'm glad they're taking some, you know, some L's. That's great. It doesn't matter. But I, I, here's the thing. I didn't add them in the, the tag team conversation because obviously they just bring No, because they're, they're on the bottom. They haven't won anything yet. They're, they're, you know? they're bottoms, but that's okay. The other thing that I would say is, like I said, I want to see them win a championship if they're going to stay together. Like, I, I, I think that's important because I here's, here's the difference. You can have great tag team wrestling. We know that exists. But when you can have a tag team that also does programs and, and, and also doing great promo work... That, to me, is what I want, and I have a sneaky suspicion. It's not going to be a long reign, but I would really like to book a Maximum Male Models tag team title reign, you know, until we get to, like, the next big tag team. Obviously, they're not going to take off the Usos, but I'm thinking, like, six months, a year, two years down the line, if they're still around as a tag team. Because what else are they going to do by themselves? The titles are going to have to be split for that to happen. Oh, I know. They ain't no undisputed champions. No, I understand that. I understand that. But I just, when I'm looking at this, like, this hot garbage of certain things, it's just like... It was so cool, and then Hit Row came in, and it was just like, wow, we don't care as much because Hit Row is whatever. Honestly, I think the Hit Row experiment has passed. Well, you're you're a hipster. They're going to be fine. No, I know they're going to be fine. But they're not they're not where they were in NXT. Well, no, and they, well, of course they were like literally when they came up to SmackDown, if they would have ran with it, they were the hottest thing in wrestling at the time. In NXT, they're the hottest thing. When they get called up, they would have been, but you do that with anything now. So you can't have something that's so new hot, fucking sweep it under the rug for a year and then bring it back and expect you know, it's just like it's there's no chance like to, that it could it's, be where it was. It's yeah, but so the thing people, is, it's not just, gonna happen. You need to stop just, thinking it's gonna be like that because that's they're not gonna ridiculous. be anything special. They're just not gonna be anything special. You talk about it. that like they have about an infinite. 50% more chance of being tag team champions than the maximum male. Oh, models. yeah, absolutely. But I won't be enjoying it whatsoever. Because, so. well, you don't enjoy a lot of things, so that's not saying much. I'm just saying I won't enjoy it. I think it's a waste no. of time, personally. I think I think it's not, it's not a waste of time. They bring something unique that WWE doesn't have on the main roster. So that's why that's why they're me. gonna be fine. Not for me. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't like that type of thing because you're very you're nestled. You're what were you going to say? What were you really going to say? Lame. I was going to say you're lame. There you go. There you go. You don't like things that are cool. That's okay. There you go. It's okay. It's okay to be lame. Anyway, speaking of lame, we're going to go over to Raw real quick. I had no interest in Sonya Deville versus Bel Air's Open Challenge. It was a wonky whole match. Yeah, I they gave him a lot of time. Gave it way too much time. Obviously, we needed some tomato can to, you know, have uh, Bianca Belair win. And then, of course, Bailey comes out and cuts a promo, which, again, I love Bailey. Everything about Bailey, fantastic. But that. It's just bizarre. Like when she's out there talking, it's as if she gets no reaction. It's very odd to me. 
it's I thought I think our boy Guthrie, I'm actually going to say something positive about him. He put out a tweet where it's like, I can't tell if damage control is everyone's favorite thing or if nobody actually cares about it. Mm -hmm. And I think like it's that's like it means so much because like we say it every week. Like, I love all three of these women. I think they're all amazing. But like, what haven't we talked about yet? Nestle to this point in the program, they won the fucking tag titles last night. We haven't even mentioned it because it's one of those things like like I mean, I spelled it out for you the week of of why they weren't going to do it because they didn't want people to be mad that Sasha and and Naomi didn't show up in Cardiff. So that's why they kind of I think they kind of did this like, you know, we'll give it to Aaliyah Raquel for a couple weeks. Let Raquel and Aaliyah do their thing, and then we're just going to put it on where we're going to put it anyway. So it just, I don't know, but it's like, I don't know. It just, now since they have a name, it might have made them even lamer. Yeah. Like damage control, what the fuck are we talking about? I mean, what, what is, so here's the thing. Damage control to me would, would imply that you're trying to, like, fix something, right? But the, the narrative of damage control is that they're going to fix the division, by becoming champions, I get that in theory, but it they don't do a good enough job running down the people that are having championships or the people that are in control. Like I feel like there's just weird disconnect with damage control where it's just like this in, in theory should be really cool. Could be like a ladies, you know, NWO if you did it correctly, but they're just not taking over the show. They're not doing anything that makes me like when Bailey came out. I was like, she did this last week. Like it, it didn't, it didn't add to it. It was just like they were, they were putting it off a week to make sense of something, and it was just like, oh, we've got four weeks to extreme rules, so Bianca may or may not beat her. It is, it just, it seems odd. It just seems odd. The whole placement of it. I, I'm just not, I'm not a fan of it. I think Bailey can do better. I think Bianca's doing great, but she's in this weird vortex of like. What do you do with her next? She needs challengers. And yeah. like Bailey at least is a legit challenger. Cause I'm looking at the raw women's roster in particular. Like it's it's Bailey and Rhea Ripley are the two big ones for me on her list. Cause obviously we know Rhea won the contendership and never got it. But it's just, yeah, no, it's definitely I mean, Bianca's great. Whenever she comes out and paying attention, she's whipping her hair, her music's awesome. She's just so likable. But I think for me, like the damage control, like as a group, they're just like I like Bailey and she's like a good heel. But I don't think it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, I'm not always, like, mad at her. Dakota Kai, like, she plays that crazy character so well. But then when they put her in the tag team with Wendy, it made her so likable again. So I'm having trouble, like, seeing her as a mean girl because, like, I just, I love Dakota Kai. She's adorable with the pink hair. And then Io's just such a badass and so, so good in the ring that it's just, like, I don't see her as, like, a beat-em-up, rough-and-tough person. So I think when I'm looking at them as, like, they're supposed to be these big, like, rah, 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 we're going to beat everyone up, it's, like, well, I don't really buy that. I think you're all really, really talented, but I don't buy you as like these these monsters coming in and cleaning everyone out. Your boy Bertsky says, we, I don't think the WWE fans care for women's tag teams in general and haven't had a serious champion in a long, long time. You're saying Sasha and Naomi weren't serious champions? So that was the hottest go, division's been go, since. He said, go simp Sasha on your own time, Bert. Ooh, internal chat heat. Well, Here we go. Like, I mean, literally, when Sasha and Naomi walked out, they pretty much walked out with the titles because WWE did that embarrassing promo with Michael Cole. And then they didn't talk. They said they're going to have a tournament. They didn't do it for like four months. So, yeah, they've definitely cooled it off because then we didn't suddenly have any tag teams. And at least like at least like they're trying to build a division, like at least Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. Like they're still teasing something there in the background. Nikki's probably going to take off the mask. Raquel and Ali have at least proven like they can be a tag team. At some point, maybe Mel and Zelina come back. We've seen Toxic Attraction dabble up on the main roster. We know NXT actually has women's tag teams. So now that you have like a team in place as champions and more solidified, now you can start building out the division. But yeah, of course, it's like it's been so weird because it's just been in such a weird place since Sasha and Naomi were so good. Do you remember every week we'd come on here and be like, oh, they were on Raw. They were on SmackDown. They're interacting with all these people. It's like they're bringing those titles everywhere. Like this is the first time since like it was Sasha and Bailey and the Kabuki Warriors that these things felt like they mattered and they were doing such a good job. And then it just was kind of like, boom. Just like cut off instantly, instantly. But I don't know, man. Bertsky says Sasa and Naomi were the most talented champs, but I still don't think that they made people care about the belts because they have zero legit competition. Well, look, I don't disagree with you, Bertsky, but here's the issue is like JC said, you have to build up the actual competition. You have to build up everything. They didn't do a great job doing it. They really didn't spend a lot of time with it. I think Triple H, given time, will then... Back we know load. they have enough women on the roster. Yeah, they'll backload. Like, they only use so many in singles, so it's like it makes sense to flush out a nice tag division, I think, and I think they'll, they'll get there. I think here's a, the issue that I have, and it's a, it's across the board, right? Real tag teams to me, 
have the same gear. Real tag teams have, uh, they come out together. Real, I don't like the two separate entrance. That's stupid. If you're a tag team, you come out with one entrance. You have to start to have a mentality. You do move sets together. You ha that's when you build a tag team. Like spend the time making a tag team repertoire in the ring, and then we'll start to get to that point. But I think to Bert's credit, what he's trying to say is, is like sometimes they miss completely off the target, like they did. But then sometimes you get lucky with a Sasha, and Naomi, a Sasha, and Bailey, a, a Kubuki, Kubuki, I can't even talk, Kabuki Warriors. All these ones that worked. Those you don't get great. lucky with those. Those are just that talent. But makes I mean, it like, happen. but what I mean yeah. is, is they put the time and effort in to putting in it look like a legit tag team. And I think that's the problem we're having is like uh, Aaliyah and and Raquel aren't a tag Dude, team. I like so, Aaliyah and Raquel did everything you said. They come out together. They no, have they moveset together. They had separate. No, the dude, they've been coming out to one. They've been coming out together. They for don't the last look dissimilar. Weeks. They don't have the same gear. Oh, That's you want you want that? You so Nestle, you think with a tag team, it's like I want you to be twins, or I want you to be like FTR. You've been tagging for twenty if years. If you're on like, a team, you wear similar yeah, clothing. Yeah, I, like Raquel and Aaliyah started to look like a team. It was like a big sister, little sister thing. They're doing all the moves where Raquel's throwing Aaliyah into people. Come on, who doesn't love someone throwing? Throwing into some people. You That's just the like thing to be is thrown. like, and, and who doesn't like to be thrown? But it's just one of those things where those things take time. They don't just happen. You can't. There's there hadn't been a women's tag team division forever. Then there was, and then there wasn't again. So now they're at the point where they're trying to build up new tag teams. Now they're literally doing what you're telling them to do. They're like, okay, Raquel, we're not ready for a singles push. We have Aaliyah, who's like a good sidekick. We'll make them a tag team. They've developed them, and so now like we're getting there. But it's like they're still in the infancy page. But it's like every week we're getting something a little different, and that's what they're doing with Dewdrop and Nikki. They're trying to build something behind the scenes where they've been on the losing streak, but in the background of like promos. You see them fighting. Like these things don't happen overnight. You don't click a button and be like, oh my God, there's a well oiled team. No, you have to fucking build them, man. Well, did you like the bar in WrestleMania? I did love the bar, but that took you know a while. Yeah. Started, they had a fucking best of seven between Sheamus and Cesaro before they build up enough respect before they came one of the most fun tag teams. Like they don't happen overnight. And this division just returned like a month ago. So it's going to take a while to build these teams. That's why they have to use like the toxic attractions because you're right. They don't have enough teams. So they have to build some because there's they literally had zero. Zippo, Zilch, Nada. So it's going to take some time. So here's the other They're thing. Trying. Here's the other thing too. And I think this is the problem we're going to end up with is that you, the people that are on the roster now, right? Like it's already going to be a big roster, but in order to make the women's tag team division even better, they're going to have to bring up some of the NXT tag teams because yeah. the women they have now have been Toxic thrown, is close. Yeah, but they've been thrown yeah. in these like hodgepodge tag teams, the Natties and the Taminas, the Natties and the Sonyas. It's just like, after Natty a while, and anyone. Natty and Natty anybody. And Shana. Yeah, it's like it's a, Natty and exactly. I mean, Natty's a perfect tag partner Shana because she's and whoever, so good. But like, you but can he, stick anyone with her. But here's so my sense. issue is is like they just like you you need a clean slate. You can't just try to repackage like. Some like you'll get one that, out of eight. Honestly, though, isn't that what the tournament was? Though it was a clean slate. It's like, yeah, they have to make fucking what eight teams. Right. So there's gonna be whatever. But it's like they at least like what I thought about was like there was some fresh stuff. Like the minute I saw Raquel and Aaliyah, I'm like, I can buy this yeah. because it makes sense. And there's a dynamic you can build there. It's not one of those things where like I'm when it's all said and done, we're gonna be like Raquel and Aaliyah, greatest woman texting ever. No, but it's like they're building something where they're taking women that are like so different. But how many times do we see a tag team where you kind of get two opposites? You stick them together and it's magic like look at rk bro for different reasons they're complete opposites but it just fucking works so sometimes you just get that magic and sometimes you don't like sometimes you stick natty and shan together and you're like oh maybe with a the technical they'd be interesting no they're fucking boring so it does you know it's just there's gonna be a lot of experimentation there's a ton of women on this roster and the best way to utilize them all is you know experiment with some as tag teams i'm gonna blow one of my hopes right now do you it. ready so one of my hopes here is that the tag team division and the women's division, excuse me, the tag team, the women's tag team division, easy for me to say, uh, isn't very good right now. They're, they're building it, as you said. The one thing I was thinking about while I was watching SmackDown is a very specific promo that really spoke to me. Here's my hope, folks. We need to keep Ronda Rousey away from winning the women's championship for a while. Well, I got some. I'm no, afraid I, know. I got some bad I news. know, I know, but here's, here's the thing, folks. Instead of that happening, here's what we do. We make Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey a tag team. I would love to see because I think there's best friends. They break bones. They'll start just beating up bitches. It'll be great. And Sonya Deville will try to, like, you know, get in there and they'll beat the shit out of her, too. I'm not an MMA girl, whatever. But here's what I love about this. Ronda Rousey will still be busy 
beating everybody in that tag division. Sonya, I'm sorry, I keep saying Sonya. Uh, Shayna and, and Ronda together are best friends. There's that MMA background. They'll just beat people up. But the best part about this is you keep Ronda away from the title. You make Shayna by adjacently sitting next to Ronda. They'll get some of her gusto back. She'll be the, sub, you know, the submission. She's so dragged through the mud for the last couple of years. Like when she won that fucking, uh, you know, that title shot at Becky, we're like, this is great. And then everything after that sub subsequently was just trash. Except for the Nia Jax thing I really enjoyed. But they were, they were, a, good they were a good tag team. But the issue is, is like Ronda and Shayna together needs to be a tag team. Because it needs to have, because look, we have so much, We have, here's the thing. Ronda Rousey doesn't need that championship to be a badass. She's going to get it at, at WrestleMania or, or in a match against WrestleMania, you know, some big fucking thing we know. But I think having Shayna Baszler with Ronda Rousey in those tag titles, then they're prominent. Then they're everywhere. Then you can build a division on people who can catch you. I know we're not going to get there, but that promo where she says, when you want to break some skulls, let me know. And I heard that and I thought, Probably not going to happen anytime soon, but that is a dominant tag team that I would invest in. Those need to look like a tag team, though. They need to actually dress similar. They need to do it, you know, they need to do things the same as team would do. But I'm excited for that opportunity. I think that having Shayna and Ronda together as a team would be phenomenal for everybody. I think down the line, I mean, it's always something that makes sense because we know there's a relationship there, but I just, I don't think it's anytime soon. Like, Ronda's going to get that SmackDown title back at some point because at WrestleMania, it's probably going to be her and Becky for that title. Um, I don't know. Maybe it happens at Extreme Rules or maybe it happens even more down the line. But, I mean, Ronda has surprised me. She has worked pretty much, you know, full time. She misses a week here and there. But I was expecting her to maybe, like, take a little more time off after she got screwed and then come back with a vengeance. So I am curious to see what happens because uh, she is pretty much committed to the full time schedule. But, but yeah, Nestle, she did win that uh, fatal five-way elimination match where she uh, just took out pretty much everyone. And, uh I don't know. It felt, I, I thought they might like surprise us and maybe give us someone else for a short term, but I don't know. Like I've really dug the way that Triple H ever since he has taken over booked Ronda Rousey, because we've been saying for years, it's like Vince doesn't know how to fucking book this woman. He doesn't know how to make her cool. And it's so fucking simple. And literally the second Triple H took over, it's just like, Oh, you have her fucking go against authority. Boom. Oh my God. That was so hard. Vince of all people should know that because he was the fucking authority against Stone Cold. Like, it's just one of those things. It's like Rhonda is that type of character where she is. She's anti-authority. Look at her. She's fucking resting Rhonda face. Like, it's just like, that's what she is. So it just, but I am curious to see how they do her and live part two. Sure. Three, right, you want to move on? Call. We don't move on. I guess. Oh, we forgot to say Omas beat up two jobbers. That's a thing. Omas is back. It could be a comeback right there, but it's not. It is what it no, is. Omos is going to be beating up jobbers all, all the time because there's nothing else they can do to him. Anyway, let's get hopeful. Let's get excitable. Let's get happy. Would you like to start or would you like me to go? Sure, because mine's quick. Uh, AEW this week on Dynamite. We have two semifinals. We have Jericho and Danielson again, part two. I'm going to fall asleep, but obviously Danielson should and will win. And the other one's Moxley versus Sammy Guevara, who pulled the upset on Darby Allen. You know what? I mean, Moxley's going to beat Danielson most likely in the finals of this tournament because they've already teased the Moxley MJF. It's it's pretty much AEW versus MJF. Like, Moxley's the face of AEW. It makes a lot of sense. But you know what I would love? I would love a fucking curveball and have fucking Sammy Guevara beat John Moxley one, two, three in the middle of the ring and go on to face Danielson for the uh, AEW World Championship. Because one, it would be something fresh and new we haven't seen. Two, it would be a payoff of the Danielson Guevara vlog feud, which we've never gotten. And three, the internet will fucking cry because they hate Sammy fucking Guevara because he's a fucking asshole. But you know what's great about assholes in WrestleMania? They get so much fucking heat. And I mean, everything Sammy does, he gets heat. He's incredibly talented. He's just a fucking moron. But you know what? Fuck it. I hope Sammy Guevara beats John Moxley on Wednesday. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC hopes come true. This might be my least liked hope of all time, but I'm okay with it. Hey, you know what? If it you know if it makes you uncomfortable, if it makes you feel something, then it's got to be money, right? So. Oh, people will feel something if he beats Moxley. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, I, the I, internet would burn. How much? How much do you think Tony Khan hates himself for for signing CM Punk up? Like at this point, it's like I don't think he does at all because he's like they've made more money with the CM Punk pay per views in Chicago crowd. Do you know why they go to Chicago for every yeah, pay per view? Because, because they make the most money because it sells out instantly because of CM Punk. Right. Like that's why Tony Khan. I think has put up with his shit because he knows he's a fucking money-making draw. And honestly, that's on you fans. 
if you want, don't want him to be his thing, just stop fucking supporting him and support like other people more. But it's just like, that's what it is. It's like Tony Khan's not a moron. He's a business. I mean, he's a moron, but he's a businessman. His dad's a very, very good businessman. So he's learned something from him. CM Punk equals dollars and cents. And that's pretty much what that douchebag has said. And that's why we've all kind of got sick of him because he knows it too. Punk's not an idiot. I walked by Mindy's Bakery, by the way, when I was in Chicago. There's a kid in there with a CM Punk. There was a kid in there with a CM Punk shirt inside, and I laughed. But she didn't go in and eat a cupcake. It was in the middle of the day. I wasn't going in. Anytime's cupcake a cupcake time. Excuse me. Cupcake. Any day's cupcake. In Roman Reigns world, absolutely. Any day's cupcake. Any day's cupcake day. Excuse me. You can put that on a t-shirt too. But look, my hope. Very quickly, I thought about this the other day. I was watching watching Monday Night Raw, and all I could think about JC was, I'm kind of digging. All the things they're doing with Judgment Day. But the one thing I'm really gravitating towards, too, and I want them to lean into very hard, is Poppy. I think, given the right circumstance here, I want them to lean into Rhea Ripley saying she's Poppy. That this is her version of Becky Lynch's The Man. I think this is this could potentially be with the right storyline, with the right things they do with her, and she's fantastic. This could be her breakout moment, her breakout character. I want to see them invest in it. I want to see Poppy t-shirts. I want to see everything about this. And she will be a household name if they do the Poppy thing correctly. I think having her beat Bianca's number one. Having her become a star number two, obviously, if she beats like, you know, a Charlotte or a Becky or, or a Ronda somewhere down the line. But I think that if they do it correctly, they have a megastar on our hands here. But again, if you're going to lean into it, you got to lean into it hard with the poppy. You're really like, she's big poppy. You know what I mean? Like, she's got to call the shots. And I want to see this go like to an uncomfortable place. You know what I mean? That's what I want because it's cash. That's my hope because she could be the next big thing with poppy. I, at least I believe that. When I, when I was thinking about the other day, that's the way I would book it. I, I, I'm in. I'm all in on it. Rhea's a stud. Rhea's but you, a stud. you don't like the idea of her being Poppy? Like no, I, I, think, I think it's great. I think it's working perfect with this Dom thing. It's great. It's great. Okay. She's going to be, no matter what she does, she's going to be incredibly successful. I think she's already a star in the wrestling world, but I agree. Like Something like that could bring her to the next level yeah. of like... Uh, it's a superstardom oh, thing. It, it's her yeah. character. It's the final, yeah. it's a final character that, she, that, is, that could be a final form for her. And it's going to be fascinating to see what they do with her. I hope they don't fuck it up. There it is. All right, anyway, you want to uh, give somebody your comeback? Don't call it a comeback. She's been here for years. I'm giving my comeback to Lacey Evans, who we haven't seen in a few weeks. She was kind of doing her thing, and then the Vince Triple H thing happened, and, you know, I, I think they're just trying to figure it out. She was in the Fatal 4 or 5 way. Straight hair, I care. I always pop for that. But Lacey, I love Lacey. I think she's a stud. I think she's an absolute heat magnet. So I'm glad that she's at least back on TV. I would like them to find something for her to do soon because, I mean, she's. I just think she's really good. And so she's going to get my comeback because I think we're on the stages of that happening. So She could definitely Lacey, do, she could do a lot with Liv. I think that's the that, 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 that that's why I thought she might actually win the by doing a fatal five. I'm like, you could do a one month program with Lacey and Liv. She could help like really legitimize Liv and then feed her to Rhonda, but we'll see. It's extreme rules. That means anything could happen and that uh, Liv could beat uh, Rhonda with something. I don't know. My comeback this week goes to the Death Triangle. They are their new trios tag team champions. That's right. I'm giving a a, a, a six-man tag champions my comeback. Because thank God a real trios tag team has those things now. They beat the best friends. The elite isn't a real trios tag team. I mean, you know, they're not really a team right now. They're, uh, they're they are. They're just suspended. They're suspended. Yeah. So yeah. they're the only real tag team or the uh, six man tag team. I can't believe I enjoyed that match. I can't believe I watched it. Uh, but more important, how could you not enjoy it? Had Orange Cassidy and had, Penta and Phoenix. and now now Tupac. 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 We literally, I literally told Joe the fucking layup in his article. Tupac. He wouldn't do it. Tupac. Come on. Tupac. Come on. Come on, man. It's Tupac. I literally shit on this guy, and he gets two championships. So good for him. Good for I, him. I am so excited to see where this goes because anytime uh, Penta and Ray Phoenix are on my TV, I watch. So I fucking love those guys. And then of those course, two. Pac is just Pac. Like he's just he's just one of one. He just he's so good. He's so good at just doing that whole like he sells better than anybody too. So the, those three guys, fantastic. I'll always have a soft spot for them. But that's my AW comeback. Let's go into the big old finish. There's a lot to talk about. I assume JC, you're gonna hit us with some voting. Uh, yeah, there is. On NXT, uh, they already announced that uh, my favorite type of match, Steel Cage Mac for the tag team titles tonight between Pretty Deadly and the Creed Brothers. Since it's a Steel Cage, I'm assuming Deadly uh, will retain. 
I cannot, um, I cannot wait for Pretty Deadly to win and then just something weird's going to happen here. Because this isn't, isn't uh, Roddy out from a sneak attack and then Kemp hit him from behind? Yeah, so something's so going to weird happen. Damon here. Kemp's going to get involved. Your girl Lash is going to get involved because she's their valet. Um, so all that. But we also do have a couple other things, Nestle. You mentioned the voting. Melo will defend his North American title. We talked about this earlier. It'll either be the Von Wagon, Joe Gasty, or Wesley. So it's going to be Wesley. But either way, that match is going to be super hot fire. Melo will win. Let's go, Wagon. Let's your go, girl Wagon. Lash is also in action as Lash Legend takes on Fallon Henley. So that means well, we'll look, get to see I like Fallon Henley. Board. We like that. But the other thing yeah, is, yeah, I know Lash what Legend. you like about Fallon Henley. You know, I mean, that was a big the caboose. I mean, you choo, know, choo. I'm all on the caboose. You know, it is what it is, folks. But uh, you know, Lash is not for me. So you know, I, I need I need some more. I well, I get I get the valet thing. Pretty deadly doesn't need her personally, but you know, it is what it is. It works. And then speaking of Caboose, we have a women's tag team match between the returning tag team that never happened of Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark taking on Ariana Grace and Kiana James. Don't care about that match at uh, all. I care because I think Grace and James are two young prospects I want to see more of. And Lyons and Stark were supposed to be a tag team. Let's see if they're actually a tag team or if it's just, you know, a way to make Zoe Stark more interesting by putting her with Nikita. Sorry, Guthrie. Guthrie just loves him some Zoe Stark, doesn't he? Then we also have a mystery tag team match where hey, the D'Angelo family will be taking on Cameron Grimes and a partner of his choosing. Do you think it's Joe Gacy? It's weird because Joe Gacy's on the pole for the North yeah, American title match. They could do that match. later on. They could, well, they no, could start I, the show I, with Mello. I'm assuming that's going to kick off the show, and I don't think that it's going to be Joe Gacy who wins that. But I don't know. I have a feeling, I have a feeling it's going to be somebody different. Like Ricochet, perhaps? Our boy no. Dommy, who did a preview. This is a one-year preview. It'll probably be Apollo Crews, honestly. Ugh. Ugh. That does nothing for me. Uh, by the way, go to jobbanocker.com as our boy, uh, you know, Dommy Feds, the man that does everything for NXT, said there was a one-year uh, preview. I think it's the one-year anniversary of 2.0. It is. So it's a big deal, folks. Uh, you know, he, he, he does a lot of great coverage there. Uh, great follow on Twitter as well. And uh, you should enjoy that. I also haven't finished the card. There is one more match. You ready for this? Yes. Hit Hank. Me Hank Walker versus Javier Bernal. I think Dom said it best in his article. Who the fuck? Like, yeah, they, I mean, that Javi guy's popped up on main NXT a couple times. They, he, he got in a fight with a bouncer last week, which happened to be this Hank Walker guy. I know nothing about either of these guys, except for that Javi guy seems annoying, which means I'll probably down the line like him. But uh, yeah, that's a match. Any guy named Hank seems like somebody you don't want to mess with. I don't know. I just, he's a big boy. He's, he's a big, a big boy. boy. He's a big boy. Yeah. Uh, on Raw next week, we have the U.S. title, Lashley and Rollins. Like we talked about, we also have KO versus Theory. I don't know anything on SmackDown, which maybe they didn't announce, or maybe I just don't know. But not so many on AEW. We have the two semifinals like we talked about. Jericho Danielson, Moxley Guevara, who you got? I want to see what you said in your hope happened, but I know that my head says that it's Daniel Bryan versus uh, John Moxley. John, yeah. It's definitely going to be that. That has to um, be it at this point. If it, If it's... If it's Sammy Gravara versus Moxley, I think at least everybody's assholes will tighten up just a smidge. Yeah, just no, smidge. I think it'd be. But. I think it just that, that'd be that's where it is. But we all know it's going to be the fucking the they're jerking off the BCC real hard. So uh, I'm, it'll I'm, be. That. I'm fatigued by it, honestly. I'm fatigued by William Regal. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get off the like. Just go fuck Excalibur in the back and stay off my screen. You fucking annoying old man. You I'm miserable little toad. He's rag. honestly he's made all those guys less interesting. She's like, keep him away. From, I don't know. It's just sorry. I love Regal, but it's just like it's too much. They're sucking his cock too much. And then I just deleted the other match. Um, oh, Sheeta Jesus. and Storm. It's instead of uh, instead of Thunderstorm. It's now Sheeta Storm versus uh, your girl Serena Deeb and Doctor Britt Baker DMD. So Jamie Hayta is gonna do something else. Yeah, she'll probably cost uh, Britt. Uh, I mean, they literally. Do we haven't seen Deeb on TV for like four months? But they put her on Rampage, and she beat uh, what's her name, and now they're like, oh, Serena Deeb, because they're probably gonna have her make Tony Storm look good at some point. Anytime so. you said Sheeta Storm, it made me think Shitstorm. So I, that's I, literally that's what I was going yeah, for. Shitstorm. Yeah. It just it Which makes is, me, you know just I love Sheeta. Tag so. team. Sheeta's great by herself. Yeah. The other ones, oh, okay. Sheeta. I don't know. I just. I think Sheeta's a bigger star than than uh, you know everybody. Sheeta, else. I I want to see Sheeta in WWE someday yeah. because I think I want to see her against all the top women. Uh, and then on Rampage in WrestleMania, we have a Ring of Honor TV title. Samoa Joe has returned to work and he is defending against Josh Woods, who is uh, with your boy Tony Nese and uh, Smart Mark Sterling. Waste of time. Wake me up when it's over. That's how I always feel about <laughs> Samoa Joe. <laughs> he puts me to sleep and my couch is comfy. 
Yeah. Uh, th- th- I think that's all they have booked unless they've added stuff. And, you know, uh, cocaine, the Cocaine Cowboy will put out some more. Yeehaw. Uh, I just think there's too much going on. It's 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 just I it, not a second to simmer. It is just like, boom, boom. We're on to something that's else. That's what competition boom. does, baby. It keeps Woo. it fresh. And, yeah, I, you didn't put Bercy's comment up there, but the Ariana Grace fan club, like, that's a real thing. I don't know what Santino, he was laughing his ass off about, by the Santina's way. Santina's daughter, or Santina. Oh, it could be Santina's daughter. I don't know. Santino's Santino, daughter. Santina. I yeah. I think she's Guthrie's favorite, too. So, two Guthrie shoutouts. It's too much. Uh, I think you had oh, three, God. actually. But that's no, okay. I'm about to give him a third because fucking, he's right about Veer. Guy sucks. Can't even make it on TV. Oh, Sorry, my right? God. You've turned on Veer? I was, here's the thing. The reason why Veer was so interesting to me was because of how much Guthrie hated him. But now that he's it was on like TV. Joe is shimmy shimmy. Yeah, Joe put over Humberto for me. I wouldn't fucking care about the guy if it wasn't for Joe writing shimmy shimmy. Yeah, in his two hundred five live articles. That's how Veer was for me. I get to go on Twitter and see Guthrie bitch and complain. So I'm like, ah, oh, cheer for Veer. But now that he's gone, I certainly haven't missed him. Man, I buried at the end. Maybe Guthrie's turning no, off. No, Guthrie. He, when he hears his name, it's like his ears perk up. He's gonna. Yeah. He's gonna put. Yeah, you know what? I like movie. to shit on Guthrie because he agrees with you too much. But this week, I've given him props. Uh, yeah, so, so he's laughing my ass off when he went off on Regal. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Well, Does William Regal and AW not fucking suck? And he literally all he wants to do is stick his fucking British cock into the fucking asshole of Excalibur and make him go Yaka! Like what the fuck, man? Stop it. Like, it's just so annoying. God. I'm s- like, John Moxley doesn't need a manager. Brian Danielson doesn't need a manager. He can fucking Cesaro follow around needs Wheeler. Cesaro needs one. Well, yeah, no shit. Then he can do fucking Cesaro and Wheeler Utah on Ring of Honor and get them off my fucking TV once you get the Ring of Honor show. Christ. There is no Come Ring on. of Honor show, folks. There's no Ring of Honor show. I there can will almost be No, it'll be somewhere nobody sees it. Nope, nope, not going to happen. But here's the thing, folks. Well, Nestle just cursed it into being a thing. Congrats, Tony Khan. Yeah, well, great. I'm glad it'll be on fucking Discovery Plus or whatever the fuck nobody has. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck it's called? Whatever the fuck. It's like HBO Max is tanking on purpose, so Discovery Plus is... I mean, HBO Max is like the thing I watch the most. No, I know, but I was told that apparently because of the merger, it's going... They're taking stuff away from HBO Max. I mean, they've canceled like everything DC, so... Oh my God, that would hurt my feelings. Except for Harley Quinn, which is the best show. You should watch it. I love that I've seen a little bit of that show. It's pretty good. Oh my God. The Harley Quinn animated series. Even if you're like someone who... It's hard to get into animated things, which I can be sometimes, but this show is my favorite show on TV. It is so fucking funny. Okay. So funny, especially if you like parodies of characters, because that's pretty much all it is. It's just and, and Harley is just a delight. So. All right. Well, anything else uh, wrestling related? Or let's wrap this bitch. Let's wrap it up like William Regal. I'm going to go out back. No, I, I got to work. OK, <laughs> on that note, thank you for listening to the Jobber Knocker. We'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. Roar!